Amen. If you want to turn with me to Acts chapter 1 verse this morning, we're going to talk about the power of the Holy Spirit this morning. I, I've gotten these messages and God speaks to my heart and I tell, tell Sister Jan, I said, write them down. I want, I want to preach that. And I had a couple of messages where, you know, last week I preached the power of the tongue. Watch what, what we say with our mouth, the destruction we can cause with the words we say. And the only thing that can tame that tongue is the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Listen, there are things people are doing that ain't of God. There are church people that are doing things that ain't of God. And, you know, we, we, we think that sometimes we have to have our say, and we have to, we have, we have to give them the people a piece, a piece of our mind. Well, I got much to give already, so I can't give them. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't need a piece of your mind. I need the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we're going we're gonna to talk about that tonight, this morning because I feel it's necessary. Uh, what is the main purpose for the Holy Spirit? People say, well, the Holy Spirit wants to send fire down from heaven. That's not necessarily the main purpose. of The, the Holy Spirit wants to shake the ground and make everybody repent. That's not necessarily, and that's true. He can do that. But the main reason the Holy Spirit is given is to give us a comforter. Come on. And also a teacher. And uh, he empowers us to live for God. Listen to me this morning. I said he empowers us to live for the Lord. If we don't have the Holy Spirit to empower us, we're going to fail. Listen, you can go to religious classes and you can go to uh, how to and don't do classes. But you know what? If it's just religion, you'll go right to the wrong thing. You'll you'll do things that are not, not pleasing to the Lord. The Holy Spirit has to be there to empower us. Because if we're not going to be empowered by the Holy Spirit, we just got religion. Seriously, brothers and sisters. The only way we're going to find victory is in the power of the Holy Spirit coming into our hearts and in our lives. Most people want to renounce the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's not welcome in a lot of churches because he demands too much. He, he, he comes in. We want, we want God. Yeah, we want to go to heaven, but we don't want to live right. We don't want the Holy Spirit telling us what we can and cannot do. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Let me turn. I'm there preaching already and I ain't got to my spot. The Holy Spirit is there to teach us how to walk, with, walk to the, for the Lord. If we're not going to trust in the Holy Spirit and we're going to trust in our own will and our own strength and our own ability, then we'll fall. I'm going to share something. There's a lot of people that used to come to this church. Good people. I love them. They ain't serving the Lord today. Because they thought they can please God by their emotions. They thought they can please God by their own strength. And their own. God accepts me because I'm, I'm a church goer. I'm a, I'm a Bible reader. And I, listen, that's not the main reason God accepts you. God accepts you when the Holy Spirit comes into your life and to change you. When you repent of your sins and ask Christ to become your Savior, the Holy Spirit comes and He deals with you. But there's the baptism of the Holy Spirit, okay? Where you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit to walk with for the Lord. But watch, I'm going to show you something. We are failing God. I failed God many times. Because I thought something was of God and it was my own pride, my own selfish ambitions. That's, that ain't the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I try to overcome some things and I always go back to the same mess all over and over because I was trying to do it in my own power. You cannot resist sin or overcome sin without the Holy Spirit. You hear me? People say, well, 
I, I, I keep going back to the same thing over because you're not trusting in the Holy Spirit. You don't, the Holy Spirit is not present in your life to empower you to overcome sin. You have to have the Holy Spirit to be able to overcome sin. He says it right here in verse uh, 8 in, chapter, uh, in Acts chapter 1. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. What? You shall receive power to do what? To be a witness. Your testimony, your life is a witness. How you live for God is a testimony. It's not just what you say or what you, what you, what you proclaim. It's what you do. You have to, man, I feel the presence of God. You have to be a testimony, and the only way that's going to happen is that you're going to be testifying of Jesus and what he's done. And the Holy Spirit is never going to lift you up. The Holy Spirit is never going to say, look how good Lanny is or how good this one is. and Look how righteous. He's going to always testify of Jesus. When we come to preach this gospel, when we come to be a testimony, a witness, the, the Jesus has to come out, not us. It's not how good and holy we are. It's how Jesus is and how holy and righteous he is. I feel it, man. The testimony has to be that of Christ, not of you. I came over here to do a work for the Lord. but I made my mind up. This is my church. It's not about me. It's not about, it's about Jesus. Amen. The testimony has to be about Jesus. Coda Homes Fellowship has to be about Jesus. The the Coda the, the Homes Fellowship has to be about the power of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God, the blood of Jesus. That's what it has to be about. Amen. You're not getting to heaven by shaking my hand. You just assume shake a donkey's tail. That's about what it's going to get. <laughs> what it's going to get you. It's about Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is going to testify of him. Hallelujah. He says, You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and the uttermost ends of the earth. Now, where are we going to be a testimony? Where you're at. They started in Jerusalem. The disciples started in Jerusalem. But it ain't going to stay there. Because that message and that testimony is going to be carried on. It's going to be carried on to Samaria and it's going to be carried on to the uttermost parts of the earth. The Holy Spirit is there to move, amen. He's not there for us to sit like some stumps on the logs and not do nothing for God. If you have no ambition to, to, to share the gospel, if you have no ambition to share Jesus and be a testimony, something's missing. Something is missing. And it might not be all the time saying anything. It might just be living for God, being a testimony. Let people see there's something different about you. There's something different in her and his life. There's something different. They don't cuss like everybody else. They don't lie like everybody else. They won't listen to dirty jokes like everybody else. Something's different. Come on. The Holy Spirit is present. People notice. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit has come upon you. Listen, I've had the moving of God's Spirit a lot of times. But I want Him not to move on me. I want Him to move in me. I want the Holy Spirit in me. I want the Holy Spirit to be my my thoughts. I want the Holy Spirit to be my, my actions. I want the Holy Spirit to speak with my mouth. There's a lot of damaging things that have been done in this fellowship. In the last few years. You know why? Because everybody has to say something. They have to be somebody. They have to, they have to, and I'm not just talking about, I'm talking about all of us. Amen? It's about how, how, how I look. It's about how you look. It's about your pride or my pride. That ain't God. 
Come on, somebody. It's about Jesus. If we can't be a testimony about Jesus, then what are we doing here? If you're not a test, you don't want to be a testimony about Jesus. If you don't want to live for God and let the Holy Spirit lead and guide your life, what are you doing here? I'm not trying to pick on anybody. I'm picking on myself. <laughs> Preach it to me. You have to be a testimony. There has to be a testimony of the Holy Spirit working in your life. They have to see something different. You know, we just come out of Halloween. I mean, Halloween. That's what it is up Mount Halloween. They got churches today are just going right along with it now. It's, it's almost like we, they're, they're even dressing up in little costumes now. They're having their little parties right along with the devil. And you know what? It's because we have left the convicting power of the Holy Spirit out of the church. When the Holy Spirit says, that's of Satan, the church is saying, no, it's not. Who's right? When the Holy Spirit says, I don't want that in my church, well, the, 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 the church says, well, we don't care if you don't want it. We're going to put it anyhow. Who's right? Is the devil right or God right? Are we going we to praise Satan? In the midst of God's church, are we going to allow things to come into God's church that's not of God? That's blatantly Satan of, of the occult, of witchcraft and demonic powers of coming right into church. Because we have preached the Holy Spirit out. See, we, when you start putting programs in there and you start putting little, little games for people to do and little things for people to have and stuff. And, and, and you know what? People draw to that. I go to that church because my kids got something to do. <laughs> I go to that church because you have this and that to do, and, and everybody's having fun, and everybody's doing their little thing, and everybody having, they have little gatherings. Let me tell you something. It ain't about none of that stuff. It's about the Holy Ghost. It's about the power of God. It's about what Jesus said. It's about what he wants for his church. He don't want all that junk, praise God. He wants people to live for him, and he gives us the power. He gives us the anointing to do it. Right now, more than anything, you better open your eyes, praise God, because the Satan is coming with a, some false Holy Ghosts. He's coming with some, with some false Jesuses, and he's coming with some false preachers. They're going to tell you things that, that the, the, the early church would have blushed if, the, if that came into the church. Man, come on, somebody. Hallelujah. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need God's Spirit teaching us and leading us and, and giving us strength. That's, what, that's what's going to encourage you. That's what's going to make you live right, the power of the Holy Spirit. Stop chasing the devil. Be cautious in what you see and ask God, is this right? Is this the right way? Anything that comes your way. Now listen, I don't want to confuse you this morning, but the devil is going to set some paths, you and some paths that ain't going to be of God. It's going to look, might look good. It might look prosperous. It might look healthy. But in, in, in essence, it's killing you. Because it's, it's drawing you away from the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me read something to you. You don't have to turn there right now. John 14, uh, 26 says, but the helper, what is the Holy Ghost? The helper, whom the Father will send. The Father will send in my name. He will what? Teach us all things. And he will bring to remembrance all things that I have said unto you. This is Jesus speaking. One thing he is, is a helper. And one thing he's a reminder. He's going to bring to remembrance the things that Jesus spoke. 
my Lord. I said he's going to bring to remembrance the things that Jesus. Anytime you deal with a situation and when Satan comes in, you got to ask, would Jesus say that? Would Jesus be involved with that? Did Jesus teach me that? Lord, I'm preaching this morning. Somebody better say amen or something. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not it's nothing to do with God. I don't believe in I don't believe in alternative nights. I believe that night, if we're gonna do anything, there are babies that are gonna die that night. There are people that are gonna die. Sacrifice to the name of Satan that night. But the point is the church goes right along with it. Where is the standard God lays up? How can light have fellowship with darkness? His Bible says that. How could Christ have fellowship with Belor or the devil? You know what, you know what my part for this fellowship? And, it's just, and, and that's why I plan on, we're going to pray and believe God to change lives. We're not going to take part in that stuff. You know? I'm not gonna, I, don't have, I, don't, I don't believe God wants us to have little candy nights to keep the kids off the street. We ought to be praying that night. Seriously. Listen, that's a serious thing. Satan takes that day very high. There are people that are dying. There's all kind of satanic rituals going on that night. That's Satan's day. He, that's the day he pushes more of his, his lies and deception than any other part of the year. Why would I want to be part of that as a Christian? Oh, but it's the kids like it. Heck on the kids, man. Pray with them. Tell them it's sin. Tell them what day it is, what, what it's about. You'd be surprised how much them little kids know. Don't need to take part in that junk. But anyway, today, the Holy Spirit has to be present in this church. I can't speak for anybody else, seriously. I can only know that if we don't have him in this church, we won't go anywhere with God. I pray this, and this morning, I say, Lord, send, that, send the Holy Spirit down, Potash. Deal with the hearts. Show them. Bring them under conviction. Bring them to church where they can hear the gospel. That's my prayer. Hallelujah. We need the Holy Spirit to, be, to, to, to move. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians, you don't have to turn there. I'm going to read to you. Chapter 3, verse 17. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Now what that means? There's freedom. I am not bound by the devil. You hear what I'm saying? I'm not bound by Satan's lies. I'm not going to be bound by alcohol. I'm not going to be bound by the wickedness of this world, drugs. I'm not going to be bound by none of that stuff. That's the work of the devil. Satan is a liar. He comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. Darkness never brings hope. Darkness never brings light. Darkness never brings faith. Darkness never brings salvation. That world out there is bringing darkness. Listen to me. Because there's no Holy Spirit out there. I'm not saying he's out there. He's out there dealing with hearts, yeah. But the world don't want God. The church don't want God. The Holy Spirit is not welcome in probably 80% of the churches in America because you know why? They're preaching another gospel, another Jesus. A Jesus that doesn't offend. A Jesus that tells you can do what you want. A Jesus that God loves everybody. God's all God's children. That's the kind of gospel you hear in the day. Taking the grace of God as a license to sin. Hallelujah. It's not, that's not what the grace of God is about. The grace of God is to pull you out of sin. The Holy Spirit is there to pull you out of sin. It's to deal with your heart. To bring you to repentance for your sin. That's what the Holy Spirit is there for. Amen. I know it's hard preaching, you know. Seriously, I, 
I like to preach nice things sometimes, but this, this, this is something that we need. We need to know the ministry and the purpose of the Holy Spirit in the church. You know, we need to know the power of the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit is not operating in your life, that stuff that's going on today in the world ought to turn your stomach. You hear what I'm saying? It ought to, get, it ought to make you see God, Jesus, come quickly. There's a lot of things going on. And, and, and you know what? The devil's having a heyday. The devil's doing what he wants to do because there's no, nobody wants to stand up and call it sin anymore. Don't want to call what's dark, dark anymore. They don't want to call what's, what's righteous, righteous anymore. They don't even want to use the word sin no more in the church. We honor the Lord this morning through communion, but that is the most powerful example because it tells that there was a, that there was a Christ that died on the cross for my sins and he shed his blood. And his body was broken, that I can have eternal life. We should never try to minimize that or, or take away from that because that is the most important thing in history to ever happen, that Jesus died on the cross. If he didn't die on the cross, Satan could have come. If Jesus would have given to Satan's lies, he could have come. America, the world would have been destroyed right there and then because there was no hope after Jesus Christ. But some preachers don't even want to mention the cross. They call it a bloody religion. Well, it's, you better believe it's a bloody religion. You better believe it's a bloody. It was, there was bloodshed. I need that blood. You remember I preached a couple of weeks back? It takes the blood. It takes the blood. It takes the blood. You have to have the blood of Jesus over your life. There ain't no hope without the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. We got these movie star preachers with their smiles, big like, like a house, and combing their hair like they look like something coming off of a, a, a James Bond movie or something. <laughs> Can't got enough gut to tell people, you better get right with God. You better make sure that Holy Spirit is living in your life. You better make sure that you live a life of holiness. Without it, no man shall see God. That's what my Bible says. Without holiness, no man shall see God. But what's the best part of it? is that God has given us the power to live holy. He's given us the power. If we reject that Holy Spirit, we never live for God. We never live a holy and a just life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is a real devil out there, okay? And believe me, he's right on your back. And he's waiting. He's just waiting you to turn away from God. He's just waiting for you to mess up. Thank God for the grace of God. Thank God we can come to him and he forgives us. I've, been, I've backed up about 15 million times since I'm a Christian. I'm going to tell you right now, I ain't going to lie to you. I feel God in, sitting in church, the, not standing upon the word. That was the greatest sin, the unbelief. And I had to come to some decisions in my life. I'm going to believe the gospel. I'm going to believe Jesus. I'm going to stand only on his word. And I feel it now. I feel the strength of the Lord. I feel the faith to go on. Because I know the Holy Spirit is working in my life. I know He's changing me day by day, man. Every minute I could see it. I could feel it. My faith is growing. What has that world ever done for you? Seriously. Look at the mess you got. Everybody wants their own way. Everybody wants what somebody else got. It's all full of covetousness and hate and pride. You think I want to be part of that mess? I, can, I hate to shock you. It ain't going to be who we're going to put for president. We need to put Jesus back in America. I don't think Donald Trump is the answer. I don't think the other one's the answer. 
I don't think Republicans have the answer. I don't think the problem I'm seeing with that, there's nobody repenting. There's no, none of them. There's nobody. I would love to have a president say, we've sinned against God. We need to repent as a nation. Man, I'd jump hide in that roof. If one would stand up and do that. Hallelujah. Because there's no repentance. Babies are being murdered. I mean, I mean, uh, hate has been portrayed. Uh, I mean, dividing people and, and, and the chiefest friends, man, have been divided because of this stupidity. A house divided against self cannot stand. That's what the Bible says. Because there's no Holy Spirit. There's just selfishness. I want my way. You got your way. or you, It's my way or your way. Or it's, it's everybody. What about Jesus' way? Do you believe what you see out there is Jesus' way? My God. We need the Holy Spirit in the church. We need the power of God in the church. Okay. Uh, let me see where I want to go. <laughs> Chapter 2 of Acts, real quick. Verse 1 through 4. I'm going to read it to you. This was the day, the Pentecostal church. And I'm not talking about the long hair and all that other stuff. I'm talking about the Pentecostal church. I am Pentecostal. You're Pentecostal if you believe in the Holy Spirit. Listen to me. The word Pentecost don't mean denomination. Like you see the UPCs, ladies wearing their hair with no, long, long and no makeup. That's not, what the, that's not what Pentecostal means. Pentecostal means anybody that believes in the power of the Holy Spirit. Anybody believes that the, what, the, what the power of the Holy Spirit is more than able to do. Pentecostal means trusting in the cross and being filled with the Holy Ghost and operating according to that, that, that purpose. I am Pentecostal from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. I am. And I, wanna, I, I, I don't have no problem proclaiming the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I don't have no problem proclaiming the power of God. I have no problem proclaiming I believe in miracles and I believe God is still able to do the same thing He's done 6,000 years since He created the planet, even before that. God has never changed. His power has never changed. The Holy Spirit has never changed. The Holy Spirit is still preaching the same message. Men are preaching a different message. Preachers are preaching another message. Paul said, if anybody come to you preaching any other Jesus, which you have not heard from us, let him be a curse. There's a lot of people out there preaching other Jesuses. They're not preaching the Jesus of this Bible. They're not preaching the Holy Spirit. They're preaching good feelings. Make people feel good in, in church. Make them feel like they, they're not really bad. Uh, one of the, I'm not going to mention his name. In, in Texas, uh, well, Joel Osteen, I'm, I'm just mentioning it. Uh, he said, that, uh, he said uh, that he don't believe there's really any bad people in the world. Most of the people are good. Watch. I didn't say that. He said it. Go tell those people that are chopping the heads off of Christians on the other side of the world, these Muslims, that these people are good people. That are destroying and burning God's houses, God's church, killing Christians more than they've ever killed. And that man needs to get saved. He needs to get saved. And listen, I'm going to tell you right now, he ain't hearing from God. I don't care how many thousands and thousands go to his church. He's a, he's a liar. There's none good. No, not one. That's what Jesus said. Look to the world for something good, you can forget it. It ain't, it ain't gonna happen. Ninety-some percent, I think he said, what you believe was ninety-some percent of the world is basically good. Oh my God. For some people that are good, we sure got a lot of mess. 
A lot of killing. A lot of destruction. Oh, these, these are good people? God help us. I'm sorry. I get, get, a, little, I get a little excited when I think about that. <laughs> but it's the truth. It's the truth. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Now, what's the matter? They, were, they had one mind, and they were in one place. When you say one accord, it means they were in, one, they were in agreement, okay? There wasn't 15 doctrines. They believed one message. <laughs> Listen to me. That's the problem. Satan has divided the gospel into 1,500 messages. The, the Baptists believe one way. The Pentecostals believe one way. The Catholics believe one way. The, this one believes one way. And that one believes one way. There's one message. One way. Jesus. And him crucified. And he is God in the flesh. He is God manifested in the form of the flesh. The word was made flesh. And John says, and dwelt among us. So when you see Jesus, you see everything that God is. Amen. Listen, I believe the Son and the Father and the Holy Spirit are three different entities. But one God in all three. Okay. When you see one, you see the other. When you see the Holy Spirit, you see God. When you see Jesus, you see God. There's so much in unity. There's so much alike. There's so much together. There's one God in all three. So when we look at that, we say, well, what's the matter? Why do we have all these different Jesuses? And there's all different, because of the devil. We've left this message of, man, I feel it, man. We left this message of one mind and one accord, unity together as a believers. If you're going to serve Jesus today, you have to be in agreement with the Holy Spirit. Seriously. You're going to have to be in agreement with what the Bible says. The, the Holy Spirit testifies what's in this book. If you can't accept that, then you're going to keep failing over and over and over and over. There's three enemies of God. The strongest enemies. The world, the flesh, and the devil. The world out there, you and the devil. <laughs> I'm talking about the flesh. I'm talking about what the flesh wants. It's more important that you hear this morning, hearing this gospel than watching a football game somewhere. Because you know what? That won't save you. People like sports, I'm, that's them. I'm not against that. But I'm against anything that takes you away from, from God. I told Boog the other day, why, 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 why is the football games always on Sunday? Why not play them on Saturday? Why not play them? No, because Satan wants his religion to overcome God's religion. Religion. This, the church. Satan wants the people to draw away from church. He wants to have his own church. You see, all that, that stuff is nothing but another religion. But Alan, you, you watch them. I mean, like I said, they paint themselves blue in, in freezing temperatures. Put things on their head, look like a bunch of monkeys, man. And you, and you tell me they're not worshiping another god? Somebody carrying a pigskin across a field? Shouting and dancing and fighting and then Come on. <laughs> it burns me so much up when I can watch uh, uh, churches have Super Bowl nights. <laughs> Bringing the devil right in the church. And, and, and just a few years ago, there was uh, one of them Jackson girls. I mean, I, I like to see those preachers watching Super Bowl night when she pulled her breasts out on television. 
Maybe they, maybe they said, maybe we shouldn't have done this. Well, really? <laughs> really? You think the Holy Ghost was, was part of your Super Bowl party in the midst of the church? Want to watch Super Bowl? That's fine. Don't bring it in the church, man. God doesn't want that junk in, in his church. This place is a place of worship. This is a place to hear from God. This is a place where you come to learn about the things of God. Hallelujah. Okay, I'm getting a little nervous. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they, they were sitting. You think if there had been division, that he'd have came? You think if there had been believing different things, the Holy Spirit would have fell? No, it wouldn't have fell because they were disunified. They weren't together. But they said they were in one mind and one accord. One mind and one accord. They believed the same thing, Sister Ethel. They agreed on the same thing. They, they worshiped the same God. They, they, they worshiped the same Jesus. That's, what the, that's, that's why the Holy Spirit fell. Satan would have liked to stop this, but he couldn't. Because as long as the people were, uh, honored the Lord and honored the Spirit of God, the, the Holy Spirit came. Okay. Hallelujah. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Not some of them, not half of them, not 25% of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit that day. And they spake with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And I thought about that a lot. The power of the... Listen, these people were speaking in other tongues. And everybody around them heard them speaking in their own language. They had a bunch of different type of languages. You ever try to listen to some bunch of people in one room talk? You don't can't make out nothing. But they heard them speak, every man, in his own language. While this was all going on, that's the Holy Ghost. There were different nations, different tongues, but yet the disciples were speaking in other tongues. And then what was happening, and they were speaking all different, different languages, and everybody was hearing. It was getting all preached to under one roof. In many languages, but the Spirit of God still moved. I, I, I still can't figure that out. I still, I, I said, how? How in the world did they sit there and hear all of that stuff and everybody understood and people got saved, people got the Spirit, man, God moved. Yeah, they heard everybody speak in their own tongue. Turn with me. Let me see where I'm at now. <laughs> uh, Ephesians chapter 4. I'm not going to keep it too much longer. Praise God. We need the power of the Holy Spirit, okay? You know, the Bible, what it does, it compares right and wrong. It compares light and darkness. Now, as a minister, as a Christian, you as a believer have to sometimes stand up and say, that ain't right. The Bible doesn't say that. They can call you dogmatic. They can call you religious. They can call you a fanatic. Let them. It ain't right. And I'm, I'm, I'm not... What I'm saying is that subjects and that you get... When you get involved with individuals, then they want to start arguing what's right and what's wrong. All I have to go on is what Jesus said. I mean, seriously. You know, you, I've heard some arguments. Seriously, I, I, I've, 
And I just kept my mouth shut because it would have been useless. So many people want to find a reason to call sin okay. To find some way to justify adultery and homosexuality and drinking. And, oh, Jesus drank wine. You ever heard that argument? Don't judge. Jesus said, no, the Bible says I got to move that speck out of my eye before I can make the right judgment. That's what it says. Then I'll see clearly enough to remove it out of my brother's eye. But according to church goddess, we can't judge nothing. Can't judge nobody. We can't, we can't say nothing about sin no more. We offend people. Listen, watch. You go, and I don't advise it, but if you ever listen to some of these preachers on TV, listen to how they talk. They have preached the Holy Ghost out of the church. They have preached the fear of God out of the church. They have preached the power of God right out of the church. They won't even call the church church no more. It's a campus now. They won't use the word church. They'll call a, po- a, a pulpit a podium. I said, why? Does the Bible offend preachers? Why can't we call it what the Bible calls it? I've heard them kind of arguments. I said, how stupid. It's a church, man. It's a church. It either has the Holy Spirit in it, or it's a funeral home, one of the two. It's dead. Do you want to be known as a funeral home? Do you want to be called a dead church? Do you want somebody to write Ichabod on the top of that church, the Spirit of the Lord is departed? I don't. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Let me let, 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 me let it out of myself. There. <laughs> That's the Spirit of God. I know it is. We want the Spirit of the Lord to be in this church. And the only way you're going to get that is if you do what the Lord says. My Lord. I said the only way you're going to get it is if you do what the Lord says. The Lord hasn't changed about sin. It's still sin. The Lord hasn't changed about dead churches. They're still dead if they don't get the Holy Ghost. It ain't going to change. God has to move according to His Spirit, according to His Word. Hallelujah. I can go in this all day, but I'm fixing to stop. I, I, I don't want to, Brother Mike used to say that. He said, Lanny, I don't remember. He told me, I said, said, you know, when you got hay, you can't feed the horse all the hay in one day. <laughs> you got to leave some for another day. <laughs> oh, I miss that, brother. <laughs> anyway, the Holy Spirit has to be present for God to move. I want to ask you a question. Let me read this first, though. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. How can you grieve Him? Just don't do what He wants you to do. Just find another way other than what the Holy Spirit wants. My Lord. Listen, the Holy Spirit is a sensitive part of the Trinity. He's easily grieved. Very easily. Because he's there to teach us, and we don't want to be taught sometimes. And we, 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 we can even talk in tongues. We can dance and run up and down this, this floor here and be lost as a goose because it becomes emotions. My Lord, I don't know about you, but I feel it. It becomes an act. 
a show to prove to somebody, I got this spirit when you really you don't. I'm not saying you, I'm just, <laughs> hear me. I got to let somebody know I'm spiritual. Big deal. <laughs> what is that going to prove? Huh? I've seen people sling snot and sweat and everything else, and I don't see them serving God no more. It was just an emotion. Come on, somebody. <laughs> if we're going to do it right, let's do it, right? If we're going to believe what the Holy Spirit wants, we're going to do it. Holy Ghost, sure you're going to feel something. You're going to feel the power of God. But it's not an emotion. It's not a goosebump or hair sticking up in the back of your neck. That's not what it is. The Holy, the Holy Ghost is the truth of God. <laughs> And the power of God to live a holy and a just life. That's what the Holy Ghost is. I've seen some people quiet in the spirit. And you know what? Love the Lord and serve God the rest of their lives. I've seen some of them jump and holler. Veins sticking out their neck. They're screaming and and they ain't serving God today. Just because you don't run up and down these floors, that don't mean you don't know God. Now, some people love it, and that's the spirit sometimes. They'll run and they'll, they'll dance. I like dancing and running, me. But that, that don't make a, uh, that, that person a Christian. That don't make that person spirit-filled. Hallelujah. Oh, boy. You know, going to church don't make you a Christian. So much as going to McDonald's makes you a hamburger. Church is wonderful. Church is where you need to be. You hear what I'm saying? Church is where God wants us. Don't forsake it. But just because you come in that door, till you submit to the Holy Spirit and what God wants in your life, you'll never get to heaven. We have to obey the Spirit. We got to be led of the Spirit. We have to walk in this Spirit. This is the verse that I want to show you. I'm fixing to close because I got too much. But I wrote it down. How much you turn it? Galatians chapter 5, verse 25. Ain't God good? Listen, all I'm saying today is that if the Holy Spirit is not there to guide and lead you, how many feel the Spirit when. Listen, what I'm talking about, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about when, when, you, when, you, uh, when, God, when you know you have to do something. Let's just say it's not maybe even. not maybe be sin. It's just God don't want you doing it. And then it becomes sin, okay, when you disobey. I had an incident, I think I said that already, but I borrowed some money when God told me not to. And the Lord told me, he said, son, what's the matter? Don't you believe me? Oh, sister, I don't God. For a week, two weeks, I mean, my heart was, oh, I tried to pray. Oh, man, I felt like a, I said, God, what have I done? I had to repent. Because I doubted him. He's never let me down before. I was going my own way. Okay? It's not nothing wrong with borrowing money. It's not, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying is that wasn't what God wanted for me at that time. For two weeks, I felt it, man. I felt, I felt, the, I grieved the Spirit of God. It was miserable. I was, oh, man, it wasn't, wasn't good. I wouldn't tell Janice much because I didn't want her to worry. But I, there's times I would just... I said, man, what's wrong with me? I preach this message. I tell people to have faith, and yet I'm going to go against what God wants? I've learned it. Listen, 
Don't mean you lost. Don't mean God has cast you off, but he's going to make you regret the day you were, because he wants you to walk according to his truth. He wants you to walk according to his word. He wants you to follow what he says. What, what does the flesh teach us? Me, me, me. What I need and what I want. It's how I feel. It's how, what, I, 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 what makes me happy. That's the flesh. The flesh is always looking for an answer that could puff itself up. You know what I'm saying? Make itself look good. There's more people in hell today because of that stupid flesh. Because it hates God. The flesh does not want to obey. The flesh does not want to pray. The flesh does not want to go to church. The flesh does not want to read the Bible. The flesh does not want to seek God. How many of you got a flesh in here? Me? I'm guilty. <laughs> I'm not up here saying that I've got it all again. <laughs> but man, when I don't do what God said, I bet you I, I, I get an answer. I, listen, you ever want God to feel a million miles away from you? Just to disobey him. I don't believe God hears me when I pray. Well, why don't you cuss him? Oh, no, I can't do that. <laughs> if you don't believe he hears you, why don't you cuss him? Why don't you tell him to get lost? Why don't you stop messing with your life? Oh, no, I don't want, I don't want that. <laughs> oh, he, oh, he hears. Galatians 5.25 says, If we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. Oh, <laughs> What does that mean to walk in the Spirit? It means to walk being obedient to God's Word. Hear me? Walk in according. You see, the Spirit will never contradict this book. If something is sin, He'll tell you. Hmm? He'll tell you. Listen, there's a lot of people, man, I could have choked and tied and threw in the bayou at times. But God said, you better not. I remember years ago, I was working for the highway department. Listen, that's one little fella I could have just climbed on top of him with everything I had in my hand. You know? And you know what? I, I'd get mad at him. I'd say, man, you little. And the Holy Spirit would say, what, what do you do? <laughs> you go apologize to him. Apologize? <laughs> and you turn it around. You know, I got that kind of feeling. Ooh, boy, boy. And I'd go to him and I'd say, and it happened a few times. I'm sorry, I should never do that. He'd say, I don't care. I said, well, you backslapped him about 15 miles down the road. <laughs> but you know, but it's true, you, you think of it. <laughs> hey, I got problems. <laughs> and you know, I quit the highway department. I found out he was sick. And he was dying. I called him. You know what he told me? He says, you know what? I never met those things I said about. He said, I'm sorry. I said, what if I did that? He gave his life to Jesus. He ended up dying. But he, he told me he was sorry. He said, I need to change my life. What if I would have did what I just told you? My God. That boy might be, he's probably in heaven today. And believe me, I could have done it. But the Holy Spirit said, no. Listen, we better listen. It might not always make sense to you. 
But most of the time when it doesn't make sense to your flesh, it's probably God. I said when it don't make sense to your flesh, it's probably God. Hallelujah. I feel the presence of God. I don't know about y'all, but I do. And I'm going to read you in chapter, verse 16 of that same chapter, and I'm going to close, okay? This I say, verse 16, Galatians 5, 16. Oh, walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The flesh warred against the Spirit, and the Spirit warred against the flesh. These two are contrary to one another. They can never come in agreement. Hallelujah. Listen to me. You can never get these two together, the flesh and the spirit, to come into agreement with anything. Because the flesh wants to do what it wants to do against God, and the spirit wants to do what it wants to do for God. You know, I, I remember scriptures I learned as a, as a young Christian, as a young preacher. There's one that came to my mind. It don't yet appear what we're going to be. But when he comes, we're going to be like him. Between... You and heaven as a devil. You're going to have to walk that walk with God. You know what I'm saying? And, you, and you're coming along that road and you're following that. And when that movie's tonight, y'all need to come. Seriously. I, I think it'll, it'll, it'll do something for you. You walk and you're looking ahead to heaven. And you're looking for that city. Building maker, which is God. And you're walking. And you're walking and all of a sudden there comes Mr. Liar and Mr. Lust and Mr. So-and-so, and, 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 and he comes and says, they're trying to pull you off that road. Let's just pretend this is the road right here. This is a straight and narrow path where I'm walking between this. And you're walking, and all of a sudden, he's pulling, they're pulling on you. Come, 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 come. Come here, come with us. Uh, do this, do this, do this. Uh, follow this. Follow. Listen, you don't have to follow God. Go to church once in a while. But, you know, you walk in that walk, and, it, and there's always something pulling you away from God. And the devil does it. He's there. Believe me, he's there, brother. He's there to, to get you off that path. He's there to get you off that straight and narrow. Broad is the way that leading unto destruction. There's a wide road for those that want to go to hell. But the road that leads to heaven is narrow. See, there's only one way. There's a straight way. There's not a, you can't do this. You know what I'm saying? Can't, you can't be wiggly, wiggly woggling, whatever you want to call it, going off the road. You got to keep your mind on Jesus, amen. Got to keep your heart on Jesus. Got to keep your eyes on Jesus. Hallelujah. What do you want, God? How, how important is that? Ask yourself, God, do you, what do you? Listen, you don't have to worry about who's going to win president, or who's going to win Congress, or who's going who's to be the next. What about Jesus? You know, it's good we got good leaders, but what about Jesus? You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying you don't be concerned about things, but you got to focus on Jesus. That road is straight. And you got to say, Lord, what do you want? What do you want? Hey, don't even worry about what I want. I'm only the preacher. <laughs> you better worry about what God wants. If you think I'm wrong, come show me. Hey, correct me, man. If you, think I'm not, if you don't think I'm right, show me in the Bible. But you better come with some good foundational stuff. I don't want one little verse of scripture you're taking out of context. I want to know the truth. I want to, if I'm wrong, listen, you owe me that, okay? If you think I'm wrong. But you better come with a message. You better come with some foundation. That's, listen, keep your eyes on Jesus. 
Keep your eyes on Jesus. I don't know why the Holy Spirit said, keep your eyes on Jesus. Look, look, the road's straight. Remember, there's a lot of sin waiting on the side of that road to pull you away from God.